Joe's Late Night Council. This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Apparently, it's a big deal. It's all over the news. It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world. How's it going? So, have you got your act together? Do you know what you want to talk about yet? Because it'd be really cool if you called in. It's open line, open topic. I don't need callers to keep the show going, folks. We, we've proved that big time since we've you know been online here. And we've done over 50 shows now. I think you kind of get the message. We're serious. We're making this happen. Okay? And the show is growing. We've got more people coming on to advertise. Our numbers are, like, growing every week. And I don't know where this is all going to go, but, you know, our, our purpose is to take over the world. And, uh, you know, if you want to be a part of it, 343-700-4390. It's open line, open topic. You could talk about whatever you want. There's no restrictions, okay? There's no corporate, you know, bosses and ties in Toronto on Bay Street. Saying, you can't talk about that on the radio. You just can't. Oh, yes, you can. Well, here you can because we're not on radio. <laughs> well, well, now we might be. Because, you know, like uh, if you're listening to us on TuneIn, for instance, and uh, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're uh, you know, you got your uh, TuneIn hooked into your Bluetooth with your car stereo or your home car, you know, we're, we're playing on your stereo right now. That's the way I listen to online programming all around the world, okay, all the time. And it's, it's not expensive. It's very cheap, too. You know, it's a free app. I mean, we pay for all the technology, okay? Here at Late Night Council, we pay for all the technology so you can listen for free. And, of course, our advertisers as well. Pretty cool, eh? Not a bad deal. And uh, no restrictions. Whatever you want to talk about, you go for it, okay? It's open line, open topic. All the way to 11 o'clock for a f- full two hours. 343-700-4390. Change the world with me, folks. It's not just about entertainment. It's not just about information. It's about, you know, making the world a better place. It's about uncovering deception and holding hypocrites accountable. It's about blowing the lid off of things that, you know, people with too much power and authority, you know, don't want you knowing about. A lot of that stuff, except on Wednesday nights. And seven, on Wednesday nights, okay, Wednesday nights, ask the pastor, okay, that's, you know, that's the most important show I do. It all starts with that, you know. That's what fuels me. That's what keeps me going. If you want to call in and tell me what keeps you going, I don't know, whatever's on your mind. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from Ecom Seacom, Nova Scotia, if you're calling from Cheat Neck, West Virginia, Frog Suck, Wyoming, or Shivwitz, Utah, one eight four four five six two four seven six six is your number. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Program note, reminder, a week from tonight, a week from tonight, the incomparable, very, you know, very, very soft spoken and eloquent, and yet incredibly accurate and uh, almost so insightful he scares me sometimes. David Harris from Insignus 
Research is going to be joining us a week from tonight. You do not want to miss that show. He's, you know, whenever I had him on in the old uh, corporate radio station, I mean, he was he was phenomenal, and he still does gigs with them. But uh, I I can get stuff out of him that no other host can. Okay, and uh, I really really love his work. One of the most important voices we have in the capital region here, and uh, people need to pay way 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 more attention to uh, uh, David Harris. He's going to be on a week from tonight. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety, one eight four four, five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. You can email me at jc at late night council dot com. And a matter of fact, I think I'm going to clean up the emails. You know that uh, not clean them up, but uh, you know go to the emails right off the top that came in. You know while it was off air, and uh, Rob down in Windsor, who never misses a show. I know because he's you know he's Facebook and me and he you know he's, he's really he's almost turning into a show contributor because I really appreciate the stuff he sends me uh, he sent me this news article uh, apparently a big selling thing now is a candle it's a Kathleen Wynn candle new candle allows angry Ontarians to burn Premier Wynn in protest and you know I looked at it and I thought dear God is that all you're doing to help us you know unseat this thieving, deceiving regime that's been in place for 12 years here? That's your answer? Burn a candle? Come on. I mean, one of the one of the most scary stories on the whole, you know, uh, uh, catastrophe the province of Ontario is was when we heard last week, and, and it's been out there for a while, but I guess I didn't pay you know enough attention. I put, should have paid more attention. During the election, 94% of all third-party advertising, that means advertisers who are not of you know the NDP, the liberal or conservative persuasion, 94% of all third-party advertising, 94% was paid for by unions in Ontario. And all of them, all of them, were programmed to attack and ridicule and go after the conservatives. There were no, there were no union ads supporting the conservatives. And there's no law against it. We're talking tens of millions of dollars. And, you know, we have covered, you know, to the point where I'm sick of covering it, all of the billions of dollars that have been wasted, you know, since McGinty take, has taken over. And Kathleen Wynne is spending at a far, far higher rate than McGinty ever did. Add to the fact her radical, you know, sex ed that's been forced on the students in, in Ontario that she tried to ramroad through under McGinty when she was the education minister. But, you know, Ontario said, hey, just a second. Well, you know, Ontario didn't even have a chance to to say anything this time because she was determined she was going to ramroad it through. Because, you know, you, you know where she is on that whole uh, whole part of her platform. And the billions, the billions wasted on unproven energy sources. We've got the cheapest energy in the world in Ontario because of our hydro, and yet we've got the highest hydro rates, the highest electricity rates of any sub-sovereign territory in the world. In the world! And your answer is to burn candles? That's why she's in power, okay? And she's going to be in power a long time. Going to need a lot more than that, a lot more than that. And I don't know about you. I look at Andrea Horvath, and I look at and I look at Patrick Brown. And I go, "Oh dear God, help us! God help us! That's the alternative." You got to be kidding me. But I've, I'm of the opinion, and you can you know share an opinion you want in this program. 
I think I think uh, uh, you know uh, um, a grasshopper with the IQ of of minus seven I think could do a better job than the Liberals provincially right now, but that's just my opinion. So forget the candle thing, and then uh, um, well we'll look at Rob's uh, uh, email in a second. There, I want to peruse that. Have a chance to screen that yet? Yeah, Got to make sure it's airworthy. And, you know, it's got to be under six lines, but. You know, it's, uh, it's got to be airworthy, too. I'm not just going to get it on just because it's six lines, you know. I did get an email earlier in the day. Um, somebody really, really upset that RCMP officers can wear hijabs now. And one of the websites that I was perusing, RCMP allowed to wear hijabs now. What's next, burkas? And, um, you know, I'm somebody that's very, very aware of how uh, Islamists, and, and I mean radical extreme Islamists, are, you know, taking more and more positions of power and influence in Canada all the time. And our leaders are, are you know, rolling over dead for it. And, uh, I mean, I want to elaborate that and get into a little bit uh, uh, more explicitly as the evening, you know, uh, progresses, if, if I get a chance to. But, you know, officers wearing hijabs? Come on now, Okay. I mean, Sikhs have been wearing turbans for 25 years in the RCMP now, okay? Although, although, and, and if this point is valid, you know, you l- let me know. I want to know your opinion on this, okay? Um, I know of no factions within the Sikh religion that are passionately committed to the downfall of the Western world. Do you? There may be. I don't know. And and I, I mean, I'm pretty well-read and I'm pretty understanding of world religions, and uh, if there are any factions within the Sikh religion that are totally committed to the downfall of Western civilization, like you know, uh, 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 fa- you know, factions within Islam are, uh, I can you know rest assured that they're very, very minor, and they have zero influence and not very much money either. Okay, but there's no way you can stop you know RCMP officers you know of the female persuasion from wearing hijabs if you if you allow you know Sikhs to wear turbans and and really now are you that upset about it you know I I, I don't anticipate burkas being next although although um you know if if Canada continues to go down the road it's going and if Europe is, uh, you know, 10 or 15 years ahead of us in this respect, uh, it's very possible that we, you know, if, 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 if Islamists take over Europe, that will be the end to uh, female police officers in Europe. Let's say they took over Germany. And, and you know, the, the, the agenda is, is going directly and according to plan. It is unfolding exactly the way, you know, hardcore Islamists within, that are in the leadership at the core of it, what they have planned, their long-term plan. And they're very, very patient. They realize that it's going to take two or three generations. But it is, it is, it is unfolding exactly the way they want it. And maybe it's a little bit faster than they had anticipated. But if Islamists take over Germany, for instance, it will be a caliphate. You know, you won't have female police officers anymore. In fact, women's rights go right out the window. They, you know, they under Islamic uh, uh, under Islamist uh, uh, um, uh, uh, rule. You know, uh, th- you know, they don't even recognize their testimony in a court of law. They're not even on the same uh, plane as men. I think that, in fact, I think the Islamic uh, uh, in the Quran, it's the the, the the testimony of of a woman is one fourth as valid as the testimony of a of a man in a court of law. 
So if they take over slowly, like they plan, that's all part of the plan, okay? The invasion that started in Europe a couple years ago, okay? Um, if everything goes according to plan, there'll be no more female cops. But I'll let you know right now, it won't be because, you know, uh, they allowed their cops to wear hijabs 20 years earlier. It will be because, uh, uh, particularly the political left that holds sway in most of Europe, has forgotten, you know, what freedom is, has forgotten how important it is to, uh, you know, know the difference between right or wrong and recognize when, when, you know, there are groups that are trying to impinge on freedom and using the freedoms that are afforded to them that are even greater in the old con- the, the countries that they're leaving, okay? It's very important to recognize that it's quite possible to use those freedoms against the people who initiated those freedoms and destroy them. And it's going on in Europe right now. It's going on in North America right now. Aided by people like, you know, Justin Trudeau, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. That doesn't mean you get hateful of people that, you know, are of Islamic persuasion. Because, you know, there's, there's, there's millions of, of Muslims that have fled that and they don't want anything to do with that. And they're, they're even greater targets than Christians and Jews are. Because the Islamists consider them to be, you know, uh, uh, not true and faithful to the religion. So they want them wiped out. And that's why they have so little influence, because they, they live in fear of that kind of thing. So I'm not worried about the hijab thing. There's much, much, much more serious issues involved when you talk about uh, 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 Islamist infiltration. Like the fact that we have a known terrorist sympathizer and, and a supporter of terrorism who's the second most powerful person in our Ministry of Foreign Affairs under Stefan Dion is, is mind-blowing. I mean, that's, that's Monty Python-esque almost that that goes on. And again, there's, there's a, I'll elaborate, you know, as, as the show goes on. There's a lot of stuff I want to cover tonight, a lot of stuff I want to talk about, and I want to hear from you as well, okay? I mean, I can carry the show. I don't mind doing that, you know? I'm pre-programmed and, you know, quite, uh, uh, you know, capable of doing that. Now, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, I think, you know, when you call in and, and you know, hold me to account, uh, to account for some of the things I say, or maybe put a new spin on things, or introduce something that maybe too many people are ignoring, man, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. So to a great degree, it's your show, you know. I'm going to carry it if you don't seize the opportunity, but uh, the opportunity's there for you. 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region, 343-700-4390. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. And we're right back after this. Stay with us. Federal Government Climate Change Town Halls are a disgrace. 
they have allowed eco-activists to dominate meetings. Some members of parliament are even working directly with extremists to co-host town halls. This is inappropriate. MPs are elected to represent all of their constituents, and no group should have privileged access or control over public consultations. Each town hall begins with unsubstantiated global warming propaganda from the local MP. Ottawa Town Hall attendee Dr. Rod Packwood said, The government is clearly biasing the town halls in such a way as to generate supposed public support for the point of view they hold dear. They want to be able to say, look, Canadians are behind us. Don't let the government get away with this. We need your input at the September 7th Climate Change Town Hall at the Darcy McGee High School Auditorium at 925 Boulevard de Plateau in Gatineau starting at 7 p.m. The future of Canada is at stake. This message is brought to you by ClimateScienceInternational.org. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches. But fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Welcome back. Oh, I got an interesting question on email here. Oh, this is fun. I don't know if it's going to get any legs and, you know, get other people talking. But, boy, I think it would be fun if it did. I don't know if I've ever had this question before. This, this, is, this is sweet. Woohoo! Well, John, read the email. Okay, here it comes. This is from Rob. John, when you were a young lad, which band or bands drove your folks nuts? And what did you tell your own teenage kids about rock and other types of music? Well, uh, first of all, first question, I, I don't think any bands drove my parents nuts. Um, because uh, I don't think they minded as long as, you know, they couldn't hear it. So I always had a good pair of headphones. And, uh, you know, everyone's, my, my parents were good that way. They, they weren't, you know, you can't listen to that kind of music. And, you know, you do that... You, I guarantee the kid's going to want to, you know, do that kind of music, okay? And, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't like I was trying to sell my music to my parents. I knew they didn't like that stuff, you know, so I didn't push it, and, and it was fine, you know? Now, my own kids, well, I had it playing all the time. You know, when I was working on projects, you know, in the backyard or fixing a car or, or you know, like if I was washing the dishes we had to clean up, you know, we'd put music on the stereo. And, and my kids grew up with, with uh, well, our, 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 our family tune, okay? Our family tune is, uh, they call me the breeze, Leonard Skinner, okay? Because when the kids were like, oh, all, there was four of them, and six and under, 
you know, when, when dad would put, you know, call me the breeze on the big stereo, that was the signal for everybody to come in the, in the, in the living room and dance. And we'd jump up and down and, and act crazy, okay? And uh, uh, so they grew up with Leonard Skinner. They grew up with Deep Purple and, and uh, Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. And, and, uh, and, and, I mean, I taught them well, you know, like music is music. It's geometry. It's notes on a page. It's how it's used. And it can be used for nefarious purposes. It can be used to communicate, you know, gross immorality and disgusting crap. But, uh, you know, I train my kids to filter that crap out and enjoy good music on their own. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind telling the story. I don't dance. I don't like dancing at all. I've never been a dancing guy, okay? And uh, in the Pentecostal church that I was, you know, raised in, oh, dancing was always kind of like taboo, you know, which I never understood because it's in the Bible and, you know, it's it's a form of worship. And uh, and uh, one of the cutest things that ever happened was uh, my uh, my daughter, Lindsay, who's now 32, when she was six years old, okay, and, and you know, this is the type of churches I've been a part of all my life. I don't know what type of church you've been connected with. Some people hear the word church and they go, ah, I hate it. No, yeah, you put the fingers up, leave, run, you know, and with good reason, because I've been in churches like that. And I don't know, I don't know how they stay open. You know, if I had my way, I'd close half of them because they're so dead and, you know, irrelevant. But anyway, that's just my opinion. You can call and argue with me. Um, when she's six years old, she comes home from kindergarten and from grade one and she she's all excited. You know, her eyes are almost popping out of her head. And, uh, and and uh, she says, Mom, guess what? And we knew she was excited about something. So we wanted to know. We heard, Mom, guess what? And uh, uh, Heather said, what, Lindsay? Guess what they're having at school? And Heather asked, what, Lindsay? And she said, they're having a dance. And Heather said, really? She said, why are you so excited? And Lindsay said, Mom, I thought the only place we danced was in church. So that's the that's the environment they grew up in, and and because I uh, and I mentioned that tune, "Call Me the Breeze." Okay, I've got an iPhone. Okay, and I've got about oh maybe twenty names on speed dial, and every one of them has got an individual tune. So when they play, when that tune is played, I know who it is before I pick up the phone. Okay, my son pastors in Woodstock, so when he re- when he calls. I get Crosby, Stills, and Nash's song, Woodstock. By the time we got to Woodstock, we were half out, so I know it's him. My other son work, uh, lives in L.A. and works for Disney. So when he calls, it plays the Mickey Mouse theme. The Mickey Mouse guy, come along and sing a song and join the jamboree. And I said, I know it's him. His wife, you know, it plays California Girls when she calls. When my wife calls, it plays Frank Sinatra's Love and Marriage, Love and Marriage, okay? When my church calls... It plays Sometimes You Want to Go Where Everybody Knows Your Name. When my mechanic, Irwin, okay, calls from Irwin's Automotion, it goes, uh, telephone is ringing, it's Alice Cooper's, he's got me under my wheels, okay? So I have a lot of fun with that. When my home number calls, it plays the council family tune. It plays Call Me the Breeze, the opening to Call Me the Breeze from Letter Skittered. And uh, like I said, I'm not really into dancing. When my oldest daughter got married, they wanted to have a dance, you know, at the beginning. And they knew there was no way they were going to get their dad on the dance floor, okay? So they pulled a real dirty trick. And this is how they got me on the dance floor. You know, the very first tune that comes up, well, it'd stink if they didn't play Call Me the Breeze, okay? And and that was just a signal. That was part of council tradition. When that tune came on, all the kids ran to the real living room, and, you know, we just jumped around and acted like idiots. So I I got on the f- dance floor and jumped around and acted like an idiot. My mom, my mom was a, you know, a pastor's wife for 37 years 
in the 50s and 60s, you know, when, when at least in our church, people were really uptight about that. She got up there and acted silly and everything. We had a blast. Had a blast. So, Robert, you kind of pushed a button on me there, man. Good question. Way to go. What did I tell my kids about rock and all types of... I, I, they're very, very intelligent. I didn't have to tell them much, you know? I mean, there was a very clear understanding of, you know, uh, uh, what is moral and what isn't moral. And, and, and uh, you know, some people, you know, I, I'm not one of these people that, that, that forces my Christian morality on people. I can barely live like Christ. And, and th- you know, this is why I, uh, we, we get more explicit on Ask the Pastor when this uh, type of subject matter comes up. I'm not a Christian because I've got it together. I'm a Christian because I'm messed up and my only hope is in Christ. So I follow him. So if I can barely live the life, and, and I know I can't without Christ, I mean, with it, you know, I can do all things through Christ. That's what the scriptures say as far as, you know, living a moral life, being faithful, you know, not lying and, and uh, you know, being a good neighbor, okay? I get fueled by Christ. But I can't expect that from people who don't have the same type of energy and same type of fire that's come into my life when Christ came into my life. So I'm not one of these guys that insists on, I mean, we're talking on Monday and Tuesday night about politics and morality and stuff like that and, and right versus wrong, okay? Usually I, I go the course of exposing, you know, uh, 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 the absurd by sometimes being absurd and the folly of, of, you know, the priorities that people have that are just not working, you know? I mean, w- one of the topics that's super hot right now that everybody's talking about is transgender issues, Okay. I think people that have been that are confused about their gender, I think that the politically correct solutions that they're being offered, I think they're not making the situation good at all because they think the solution is going to be acceptance. I don't think it is at all. I think people should be accepted no matter what their gender is. They're creating God's image. And I think you're supposed to love people and, 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 and be their friend and be in a relationship with them. But I don't think that sanctioning behavior that's making it worse is a solution at all. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very angry that suffering, hurting people that are confused and don't know their left from their right when it comes to, you know, the, their gender is concerned, I think they're being ripped off. And I think that, that the politically correct solutions, solutions that we're not even supposed to question, we're not even supposed to, you know, hey, just a second, hold it, you know? I don't think that, you know, uh, uh, the two people entering into a marriage compact, I don't think that's a solution there, Okay. Because I don't want to see more suffering, you know. If you're if you're if you're suffering transgender issues, if you're gay, okay, you've got about a ten times as much chance of committing suicide as as uh, you know as a person who's uh, a, a person's heterosexual. Now they will come back and they will say, "Well, that's because you know uh, uh, we're not accepted and society has dissed us." Well, you know, they've got more acceptance and they've got more open doors and, you know, they've got gay pride parades in every major location, in, in, uh, uh, at least in the, we- in the Western civilization, and the suicide rates haven't gone down at all. At all. If anything, they've increased. Now, you can't get access to those stats because politically correct mainstream media is, you know, <laughs> they don't want you knowing that kind of stuff. And perish the thought, you know, any university studies that talk about the dangers of, of and, and the, the, you know, the, uh, the problems with raising kids in, a, in a, a same-sex couple environment. I mean, you can't even get those stats because uh, they're so attacked and vilified by uh, a media that is just... At, uh, gay activism is, is, is one of the most powerful forces for censorship and bullying that we've got in Western culture right now. You try to cross them, you're toast. 
and people get hauled up before so-called human rights courts all the time simply because they disagree. They have a differing opinion. And there's a story, and, and you can find it on, on – I was going to bring this up, but I'm reminded of it now um, – uh, online, um, uh, a rodeo clown in Michigan two days ago started, thought he'd have some fun with the audience, and uh, he, he said, okay, everybody here, there's about 1,000, 2,000 people there. He's got a microphone. He says, if you really know you're a boy, put your arm up, you know? Yeah, okay. If you really know a girl, put your arm up. If you're confused, he says, well, you boys, you know, if you can, if you can put out a fire when you're taking a pee, you're probably a boy, you know? And people are laughing and everything, but, you know, a group, a transgender group found out about it, and the guy got fired. The guy got fired. Now, was he insensitive? Maybe. But you you crossed the line, and, 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 and the legislation, I've talked about this, uh, the legislation that, that Justin's trying to uh, bring into Canada, and he's going to do it, that guy could have been put in prison for a year. Not just fired. I mean, whoa, you know, you can't even have a differing opinion anymore. And if you express it, you're dead. Whatever's on your mind, give me a call. 343. Thanks for the email, Robert. Kind of got legs and took on a life of its own. 343-700-4390. is the long distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Is there any more good emails out there? I hope so. I mean, it's not a bad, you know, way to access the show. I prefer phone calls, but, you know, if you're more comfortable with that, that's great. Just remember, you know, like, uh, it's nice to listen to podcasts, but but you can't change the world by listening to a podcast. And you can't be part of it either. So I, I encourage you to call in. You can tweet at us as well at JW Council. Now, we have updated the information interlude. So there's a heads up there. It's not same old, same old, okay? So make sure you're not taking off and, you know, getting too far away from the from the iPhone or the iPad or the computer or the or the radio while I uh, take a breather, okay? So stay with us. Well, it's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old is a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, unleashed, anything but bland, politically incorrect, and proud of it. Hey, most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said. What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Don't forget we're on TuneIn.com. Have you got the app for your iPhone yet? It's so easy to use. I listen to online programs in my car on Bluetooth with it all the time. Check it out. You'll be glad you did.
Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays. Ask the Pastor on Wednesday. And Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change. In the fall, we're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet. But, oh, my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you missed any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. I don't know if, and I've been following this guy on Twitter for, oh, at least two or three years. I don't know if it's the real Zach Galifianakis, okay, the comedy actor who's just plain goofy. He's really funny. And, uh, um, I mean, if it isn't him, it's somebody that's just as funny as he is. He has got, uh, I'm going to see how many followers he's got. He's got 54,000 followers, okay, which is not very high. For somebody that's in Hollywood, uh, that's not high at all. Usually celebrities coming out of Hollywood, you know, their followers are in the, oh, at least hundreds of thousands. Like Conan O'Brien, for instance, I think he's got two or three million followers. So I doubt whether it's really him or not. But, boy, I'll tell you, some of the funniest things I've, I've read on Twitter come from Zach Galifianakis. And I'm just looking at one of his tweets right now. Why is it called lukewarm? Like, why isn't it medium warm? And who's Luke? I'd like the answer to that, wouldn't you? I would love to know the answer to that question. How do we get that term, lukewarm? You know, why not medium warm? And who's the Luke guy? I would I would love to know. If you got the answer to that, well, then you owe it to, you know, uh, uh, the people of Ottawa and the rest of the crew that's, you know, listening across North America. We want the answer to that. 343-700-4390. It's open line, open topic. That's why I can invite you to call in and answer that question. 343-700-4390. And if you are calling from faraway exotic places, like, I don't know, Candle Lake, Saskatchewan, Sargent, Minnesota, Bison Bone Steel, South Dakota, 
or a deposit, Pennsylvania, 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And JW Council is the Twitter exchange. I'm going to talk about something that you need to be upset about, okay? You need to be upset about. Now, I'm not in the business of ticking people off. Um, i got to take that back. Yeah, I am. I'm in the business of ticking evil people off. I really want evil people upset. I do. I want to tick them off. And maybe while they're getting ticked off, they might come to their senses and, you know, like, change their evil ways. Um, Anth- I love Anthony Fury's stuff. Anthony Fury, I've done a, a number of, uh, you know, radio gigs with him. And... Uh, He's a writer for The Sun. Sometimes, m- most of the time, Ottawa Sun carries his column. Toronto Sun carries it all the time. And uh, he did a piece today. And uh, the, the opening line, Canadians, did you know this? Now, you probably know this, but you know, typically, Canadian, you don't care. And it's, and the, I mean, the, the fact that people don't care is why this is getting as ridiculous as it is. Canadians are spending more of their income on taxes now than they were on basic necessities. Did you know that? The new study came out from the Fraser Institute. Quote a little bit of the article here. It is clear that taxes have become the most significant item in family budgets and that taxes have grown more rapidly than any other single item. See, people don't think about it because, you know, it's tacked onto everything. It comes off your paycheck. Everything you buy, there's taxes on it. You were taxed right up to yin-yang. There's a new word for you, yin-yang, in a different context, of course. In 1961, the average family shelled out a third of their income on taxes and just over half on basic necessities like food and housing. Today, we pay just under half on taxes and a third on those necessities. Most of our money now goes to the government than it does to feed, clothe, and shelter our families. Did you know that? But you don't care. You probably voted for Bob Shirelli or John Fraser or Madeline Mayer or Yasser Dakfi or Glenn Murray or Kathleen Wynne. Why? Why did you vote for them? Because, number one, you don't care. And, number two, facts mean nothing to you. Absolutely nothing. Especially when Ontario unions spend tens of millions of dollars on, you know, slick attack ads lying to you. Well, it's got to be true. It's on the radio. I guess, I guess some people have that mentality, you know? The cost of pretty much everything has gone up since the 1960s. That's no surprise. But taxes have increased much more than inflation. They've gone up three times more than the price of food, for instance. Did you know that? Taxes have increased three times as much as the price of food since the 1960s. And relative incomes have not increased, okay? At least not to that rate. Not nowhere near that rate. What a concept, you know? I mean... Now, Flurry comments on it here, okay? Does the government work for us? Or do we work for the government? It's looking more and more like the second option. Think of that concept. Imagine. Imagine a government working for me. That's mind-blowing, isn't it? You know? Imagine a government that looks out for me. Imagine a government that cares for me. Imagine a government, you know, where my opinion counts. 
And they get up and they make their specials. We want what's best for Canadians. Oh, sit down and shut up. You don't want what's best for Canadians. You want whatever's going to keep you in power and whatever gets you elected and keeps you in power. That's all you care about. If I hear one more politician say, oh, we want what's best for Canadians. We think this is right for Canadians. Oh, shut up. That is the most hypocritical, pompous, self-serving BS I've ever heard in my life. Drives me round the bend. I'm going to read that line from Flurry again here. Does the government work for us or do we work for the government? Well, it's obvious. We work for the government. Here's the actual stats, okay? From 1961 to 2015. Okay, so we're talking 39, 49, in 54 years, okay? Food has gone up since 1961. Food has gone up 645%. Wow. That's quite an increase, isn't it? 645% cost of food. Clothing. Clothing has gone up 746%. Shelter. Okay, that's the cost of rent and the cost of, you know, mortgages and buying a home. And, you know, that's skyrocketed. It's gone up 1,425%. Okay, you got those numbers? Food, 645%. Clothing, 746%. Shelter, 1,425%. You know how much taxes have gone up? 1,939%. Just thought you'd like to know. Total percentage of family income spent on taxes in 1961. Total percentage of family income spent on taxes in 1961, 33.5%. 2015, 42.4%. So what are you going to do about it? Do about it. What are you going to do about it? You know what you're going to do? I'm telling you what you're going to do right now, because I know what you're going to do. You live in Ontario. I know how Ontarians vote. You're going to vote for the party that will take even more from you. That's what you're going to do, okay? Because they were taking record amounts of taxes and wasting record amounts when McGinty was premier. And how did you respond? Well, let's put him in again. And he spent even more money. And he broke even more promises. And he squandered more billions. And what did you do? Well, I got to vote him in again. And then Kathleen Wynne came along. And she said, oh, things are going to be different. It's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. And she spent more money. I mean, she, she could take Dalton McGinty to school when it comes to waste money. And what did you do with her? You voted her in again. We got the highest debt of any sub-sovereign territory in the world, in Ontario, in the world, irrespective of populations. There are sub-sovereign territories that have three and four times the population that we do, and we've got bigger debt than they do. And there's no sign of it stopping at all. It, it, we are going deeper and deeper. and de- You know what you're going to do about it? You're going to vote for her again. You are. Until I see otherwise, until I see a grassroots movement where this province is waking up, I will, I will continue to believe that Ontario is, has the dumbest voters in the world, in the free world. I'm thinking of people that live under oppression, under despotic regimes, you know, who don't even get the vote. And yet, 
a lot of times I don't think our our our, our leadership is any less despotic than you know the, the, the dictators we've got around the world. They don't need to be dictators. The old saying was, you know, they spend like drunken sailors. I don't know any drunken sailors that spend like the like the like the uh, provincial liberals. Oh my goodness. What are you going to do about it? You're going to vote them in again. And our shining prince, he's the guy that said the economy is going to take care of itself. And because you don't have a clue, he won the election. And because voters still don't have a clue, even though we're going further into debt, way further into debt, that even he said you we would go into debt. He's more popular than ever. The more money he spends, the less he has a clue about what's going on in the world and what's going on in the country. He goes higher and higher in the popularity polls. Wow. That's 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. That's the email address. It's got to be airworthy, and it's got to be under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Ton more stuff to come. Stay with us. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. EMM Group is the authorized IntegraSpec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete forms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made IntegraSpec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at IntegraSpec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist, 613-835-2600. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's out of motion. 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile.
here's a fun question via email. One that I could probably, you know, never talk about if I was on uh, bland corporate radio. And it comes from Dave. So let's have some fun with it here. John, do you think that political interference was behind your and other personnel being taken off CFRA? Or was it a business decision? You were pretty hard on the new government, and rightly so, but your departure was so abrupt. I remember you saying on one of your shows shortly before you went off that you were not going to lighten up on them. Any thoughts? Um, I can only give you my opinion, Dave, but I'll be totally transparent and honest with you about that, okay? I do not think that uh, my departure from CFRA had anything to do with my political views whatsoever. None, okay? Um, I just believe it was uh, uh, chalk it up to ineptitude. In my opinion, I think the management of the radio station there does not have a clue how to promote and how to market talk radio. Okay, And they fed us the line, and I won't mention any names, Okay, they fed us the line that, well, we're adjusting to the new realities of new media. And, you know, we just can't uh, afford to keep all these uh, people anymore. You know, we have to cut back, and which I don't believe for a second. Because talk radio is making more money in the United States than it ever has. It's more popular than it's ever been, okay? It's just that I think what has a lot to do with it, because of the CBC and the CRTC putting so many ridiculous restrictions on broadcasting in Canada, and because there's so many fees that you have to pay just to get a license to broadcast, they have made it almost impossible for you know radio stations and TV stations to be creative in their programming. Okay, CBC never has to worry about budgets, never has to worry about you know how to pay the bills because it's an endless trough of your tax dollars that keeps them on the air. They can do whatever they want. They are not accountable to government. Okay. Whenever Harper ever talked about cutbacks, you remember, you know, they would they would freak out and talk about independent media. Independent media in Canada is a joke. Okay, if you're not a part of the CBC and the CRTC is just a puppet of the CBC. And the greatest example of that is when Sun Media was on the air. And, you know, the, the, the party line and the mainstream media story was, well, they just couldn't, you know, afford, you know, to keep it on. Well, that's because the ridiculous government restrictions make it impossible for independent broadcasters to operate. Okay? Whereas it's way, way, way more freewheeling in the States. And there's all kinds of fantastic t- – the best talk radio in the world is coming out of the States and online. Okay? Now, it's a little more free online, but, you know, as soon as, for instance, online here, as soon as I get popular here, as soon as we build up an audience that is, uh, you know, equaling uh, 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 radio audiences, and we're already approaching those numbers now, okay, they're going to be targeting us. They'll be slapping licensing fees on me and everything, okay? And uh, we're doing our due diligence to make sure that we're doing everything above board here. But uh, I don't think it has anything to do with politics. It has everything to do with, uh, uh, first of all, uh, a media company that is supposed to, be, supposed to be the state media company. Why do we need a state-sponsored media company? That's Pravda. That's what you know, uh, the Soviet Union was all about. If you want to have a publicly funded you know, media company, do it the way they do it in the States with the PBS. You know, where you're watching the program and you get these infomercials with people begging you to support, you know, the, the good programming we have on PBS. And, you know, there is a lot of good programming on PBS. But the CBC has killed 
has killed great media and the CRTC and their Canadian content rules and and the hoops you got to jump through, the licensing you got to go through, the restrictions on media. It is it is it is insane. It's absolutely insane, and it's gotten worse over the last oh five to ten years. Really, 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 really bad. Whereas ninety percent. 90% of all the radio stations in Canada now are owned by Rogers, Bell Media, or Shaw. Okay? Shaw Communications. 10% are owned independently. And they're, you know, they could hardly even survive. And, and the main reason is licensing fees, and the main reason is the restrictions that are put on broadcasting in Canada because of the CRTC. And, the, and, the, and, and Harper was on to something. Harper was starting to kill the budget of the CBC, and it was working. And what does Trudeau come in? Because, you know, you and your neighbors voted for him because he's cute, okay? He restored all of the cutbacks and put even more money into the CBC. Their budget is higher now than it's ever been. So that's the real reason right there, okay? My opinion, I reserve the right to be wrong. If somebody wants to call in and give another perspective and, you know, share their thoughts on why, hey, listen, you know, go for it. That just makes for good talk radio. But, man, it feels good to be able to talk about that, you know, and not have somebody come in and turn off my microphone because, you know, we're making the station look bad. I put I lay the blame on, on uh, um, media, uh, CBC, more than anything. CBC has destroyed media in Canada. Nobody can compete because everybody's got to go after ad dollars. Everybody's got to do licensing fees, and CBC never has to worry about that. Because they have an unlimited spot. You should, for those of you who have never been in their studios, okay? I mean, go into, you know, the Bell Media Plaza downtown. We're, we're you know, Magic 100, uh, uh, New Country, and uh, TSN 1200, and CFRA, and CTV all operate. Okay, it's not a bad operation. It's okay. You go in there, and you compare that to the studio and the equipment and, you know, uh, the stuff that they have to work with at CBC. It's like night and day. And salaries, oh, my goodness. Your typical radio personality on CBC probably makes about three times as much as any on-air uh, uh, news personalities uh, on any other radio station in Ottawa. That's just the way it is. It's been that way for decades. And, and uh, I, think, I think state-run media and I think uh, uh, the CBC, uh, uh, next to you know, the climate change nonsense that we're dumping, we're wasting billions of dollars spending, okay, like cap-and-trade schemes, and it's, it's insane. Next to climate change, I think the CBC is the biggest waste of money in Canada. Especially in, you know, with the internet world and, you know, I, I drive home and, I, you know, I say it in the, in the, um, um, I say it in the new uh, musical interlude. I drive home, I can listen to the best talk radio in the world on my iPhone, you know. Because it's not restricted by a CRT. And you know what? CRTC is, is trying to find a way to restrict Internet uh, access as well. They're trying to, you know, control that as well. And Internet, you know, the, the Internet has gotten so powerful, they just kind of laugh at them. But uh, Canadians, I mean, I can't believe, you know, we put up with the, with the crap we do in this country. We believe everything the CBC tells us. And they're, they're, they're feeding us truckloads of crap when it comes to, you know, their need to be an independent broadcaster in this, in this uh, country. Give me a, oh, come on with that. And fans of the CBC, if they got their funding cut, they wouldn't last two weeks. 
They'd have to shut. They'd have to sell off their assets, and then maybe we could have some. It would take a year or two for you know the, for the shakedown to take place, but maybe we could have some really really fun and really really interesting and super creative you know broadcasting go on in this country. But they're stifling it all because they've killed competition. Competition is fantastic when it comes to creativity. Competition is what makes sports happen. Let me give you an example from the world of baseball, okay? People don't realize how big baseball is in Japan. Japan, they're fanatic for baseball, okay? For two decades, in the 80s and 90s, and the 70s, for, for three decades, they had a, 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 their major baseball league there was dominated by the Umuri Giants, okay? That's where Satoru oh was their slugger, okay? He was their star player for all that time. The Yamuri Giants were based in Tokyo, and their teams are named after the, you know, the, the, their corporate sponsors. Yamuri was owned by a major media company in Tokyo, okay? And, you know, they had more money. There was no salary capture. They had, more, they had five times the budget as any other team. Well, they won the championship, I think, in a space of 30 years. They won the championship. They went through, I think, 20 times they won it. Well, they just about killed fan interest because, oh, the Giants are going to win every year. And you are going to – and that's – to a great degree, that's the way media is in Canada. It is not a level playing field. Anybody that works for the CBC does work for the CBC. Producers, writers, the entire staff of the CBC. And, you know, their staffs are five times bigger than CTV or Global or any other media company in Canada or Rogers, Okay. Five times bigger, huge salaries, unlimited supply of cash, the best equipment, the best microphones, you know, unlimited expense accounts, you know, to send crews of people, you know, down to Rio, for instance, for the Olympics. And nobody holds them accountable. Nobody. Because they have been very, very good at feeding this lie, and the liberal government has gone lock and step with them that, oh, we can't survive without, you know, an independent state-run media, you know? We would just, you know, the whole country would fall apart without CBC. Listen, the country would be so much better. We'd have, our, our, our quality of media would increase threefold within three years if we didn't have the CBC. They stifle creativity, make it impossible for, you know, anybody that wants to do something significant or different in media, they stifle it. So thank you for that email, Dave. Appreciate being able to go off on a rant like that. I get, you know, the emails seem to be, you know, pushing my buttons tonight. Better emails tonight than I think I, I can remember. Anyway, we got to do, we got to do our new. It is our new, you know, information interlude, and we've updated it. And if there's important stuff in it, man, after rants like that, I gotta, I gotta take a breather, take a drink of water, okay? And then we're right back after that for hour number two, which I think is going to be even better than hour number one. Stay with us.
Well, it's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old is a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, unleashed, anything but bland, politically incorrect, and proud of it. Hey, most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said. What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Don't forget we're on TuneIn.com. Have you got the app for your iPhone yet? It's so easy to use. I listen to online programs in my car on Bluetooth with it all the time. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays, Ask the Pastor on Wednesday, and Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change. In the fall, we're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet, but oh my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you missed any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region, and 1844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Okay, it's hour number two. Okay, this is really weird. This is, I do not know how to interpret what I'm going to uh, share with you right now. And, and, and if you have an opinion, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I can see the numbers in front of me of how many people are listening all the time while I'm on air. Okay? And our system for tracking how many people are listening is, oh, 
it is 10 times more accurate than anything they have on uh, radio stations because radio stations, the way they do ratings is they send out surveys and people are paid a loony or a toony to fill out the survey and they keep a record of what they're listening to all the time. And people forget to, you know, to fill them out or, you know, they try to remember because they didn't do it the night before or sometimes they'll just fill it out at random. And, and, and there are so many loopholes. And there's so many, you know, inherent and built-in problems with that system that there's no way it can always be accurate, okay? And there's anomalies that happen all the time in in ratings. But when you're online, you know, the software that you're using to to broadcast gives you a totally accurate picture. You know exactly how many people are tuning in all the time. And uh, and this is why I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm perplexed, okay? Our numbers have been growing, you know, like every show that we do. But tonight, we're looking at a spike that is uncanny, okay? In fact, this might be the fourth or fifth most listened to show that we've had since we've gone online. It's uncanny. And yet, nobody's phoning in. Now, do not interpret that as me being desperate for phone calls. I'm not desperate for phone calls. Do you know what's worse than no phone calls? Lousy phone calls. You know what's worse than no phone calls? People calling in just for the sake of calling in. Do not call the show unless, you know, you have something that you want to contribute. Or you think you've got, hey, you know, I'd like to know something here. I, got, I want to bring this up, okay? In fact, when in doubt, don't. If you don't think, I don't know if that'll be very good for radio, chances are it's not. Okay, but if you're really, really passionate about something, you got to get something off your chest. Then you know you would probably qualify. I, it's just kind of weird. I mean, our numbers are insane tonight, and yet we haven't had great emails, but we're not getting any calls. Is my commentary that riveting? Am I that good? Am I that insightful? Am I that inspiring? Am I that entertaining that you don't want to interrupt me? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Because you're not getting to hear, maybe we're on to something. I don't know. Maybe I should stop taking calls. Because, I mean, we're not hearing anybody call in, and yet our numbers are through the roof. It seems that the less calls we have, those nights we our numbers are crazy. Anyway, if you want to try and interpret that for me and you want to call in and give your two cents, hey, I'm all ears. I mean, it is open line, open topic. You can go anywhere you want. But that's just kind of weird. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from Wild Bite, Newfoundland, if you're calling from Left Hand, West Virginia, Mazda, North Dakota, yeah, yeah, town called Mazda. Boy, I wonder what the Mazda dealership would go. Welcome to Mazda Mazda. I don't know. Maybe it's called Zoom Zoom. Or a Happy Bottom, South Carolina. And, you know, we all want a Happy Bottom. one 562 That's one 562 Eric has emailed me. John, taxes, usury freeze, and less services. That's what we get from our government. And it's only going to get worse as the debt goes higher. Just waiting for the financial collapse to happen. And that's our problem, Eric, because you're just waiting for the collapse to happen instead of doing something about it. Instead of campaigning to get these thieves and deceivers out of power. Yeah, but Patrick Brown's so boring. He's just so dead. He's like Tim Hudak part two. 
Dear God, it can't be any worse than what's been in power for 12 years, 13 years in this province. Man, I'd get a, I'd get a homeless person off the street and put them into Queens Park and they do a better job. These people have proven that they're thieves. They're proven that they're liars. Oh, I'm just sitting here waiting for it to happen. Well, stop looking at the television and do something about it. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Praying for change. Many mosques. Many mosques. I'm quoting the Ottawa Sun here. Many mosques and Islamic schools in Canada are placing young people at risk by espousing or at least not condemning extremist teaching, a new study says. Co-authors Thomas Quiggin, a former intelligence analyst with the Privy Council Office and the RCMP, and Saeed Shoaib, a journalist originally from Egypt, based their findings on research conducted quietly in mosque libraries in Islamic schools. The study says... What worried them was not the presence of extremist literature, but that they found nothing but such writings in several libraries. Do you hear that? Oh, no, it wasn't the presence of extremist literature in Islamic schools and libraries, but in too many of them, that's the only literature that was there. I got a question for our police chief, Charles Bordalo. You know, in your outreach programs, uh, Chief Bordalo. You know, to the Islamic youth and mosques that you're so proud of that you like to talk about? Have you even checked out what they're teaching? Have you checked out what's in their libraries? The article goes on. The authors say openly, avail- openly available material and analysis of social media postings helped confirm their views that many Canadians include, listen to this, many Canadians, including leading politicians, are turning a blind eye to the dangers. Gee, and I'm just asking questions here. If anybody's got any answers, please call in. I wonder if Jim Watson and Charles Bordalo are part of those politicians that are turning a blind eye to this kind of thing. I don't know. I'm asking. I know Stefan Dion is. He has a Hezbollah and Hamas sympathizer as his foreign secretary, second most powerful person in the foreign affairs ministry. He's definitely turning a blind eye to that kind of thing. Justin Trudeau definitely is because we know that he campaigned in, in, in Wahhabist, in Wahhabist uh, 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 influenced mosques all through Montreal before he became the leader of the, leader of the Liberal Party, and he didn't stop with his connections. So we know he's turning a blind eye. I wonder who else. Canadian Muslims with humanist and modernist outlooks are being drowned out by those with extreme views, the study says. The struggle for the soul of Islam between Islamists and humanists goes on in Canada and the USA, not just in the Middle East, Europe, and South Asia. Now, remember, in a related story, the liberals are on record. Ralph Goodell, okay, he's the, he's the Canadian equivalent of the Minister for Homeland Security or, you know, whatever his title is, you know. He's been around forever, so they had to give him some type of portfolio. His solution is counseling. 
they think they can de-radicalize, you know, homegrown terrorists by counseling them. Oh, yeah, I got want to see that happen. Oh, baby, yeah. Bring it on. I can tell you right now, the guys who are running and, you know, are part of ISIL and Hamas and Hezbollah and Al-Qaeda, and they're all operating in Canada. We know for a fact there's sleeper cells all throughout the nation. And a good many of them right here in Ottawa. I'm sure they hear Ralph Goodale say that, well, we've come up with a program of de-radicalization. We feel that these, you know, these youth, you know, that are being influenced, they need counseling. I'm sure Al-Qaeda and the rest of them are falling off their chairs laughing. Man, I mean, these guys are making it easy for us. I mean, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Politicians that are so afraid of offending people that, you know, they don't even know how to they don't even know how to handle evil within their midst. They can't even recognize evil. Way more important to not be offensive. Way more important to be perceived as, you know, a good person instead of... You know what? If you're a good leader, it's going to cost you. If you're a good leader, people are going to misunderstand you every once in a while. If you're a good leader, you're going to say things that tick people off. Part of good leadership is to tick off bad people. Part of good leadership is to even intimidate and scare bad people. So they cower. And they don't try their nefarious deeds because they know there's going to be a cost attached. You mess with us, there's going to be a price to pay. There's none of that in Canadian leadership right now. None of that at all. I mean, we can't even process criminals, okay? The justice system is backlogged 18 months to two and a half years. Because we've made prosecuting so complicated that, you know, we, we've, lost our, we've lost our ability to discern the difference between right and wrong. Most of our judges, which used to be lawyers, you know, they've been trained in academic institutions where, you know, the concept of right or wrong has got nothing to do with it. It's all about how you can win your case, how you can find a loophole, how you can find a scapegoat, how you can lay the blame on somebody else. Right and wrong, that will... That went out with the that went out with the steam engine, and that's where that's where our judges' heads are at. They make decisions. We walk away scratching our heads, going, "What is going on here?" It's been a gradual eroding of morality. It's been a gradual eroding of you know moral absolutes. And, 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 and relativism, relativism rules in Canada now. And we're seeing the whirlwind of the wind that we sowed. And what was the wind that we sowed? Nobody cared. They took it for granted. Oh, yeah. You know, you hear this term common sense. Well, not for me anymore because common sense. Look at the bozos that, com- that the common people elect now. I can't trust common sense anymore because the majority are a bunch of... Don't know their butt from their elbow anymore. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Got a ton of you listening tonight. I guess you don't want to interrupt me. That's fine. I can go all night, man. I can go past eleven. 
but I do have to get sleep. You know, I got a day job. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four. Five six two four seven six six is long distance. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Man, I'm getting emails tonight. I'm getting a lot of emails. And they're good, too. So keep it up. If that's the way that, you know, the show's going to go, that's great. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not minded. I just like hearing from you. That's all. And you can tweet at me at JW Council. Right back after these great messages. If it wasn't for these great messages, we wouldn't have a show. Stay with us. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. The federal government climate change town halls are a disgrace. They have allowed eco-activists to dominate meetings. Some members of parliament are even working directly with extremists to co-host town halls. This is inappropriate. MPs are elected to represent all of their constituents, and no group should have privileged access or control over public consultations. Each town hall begins with unsubstantiated global warming propaganda from the local MP. Ottawa Town Hall attendee Dr. Rod Packwood said, The government is clearly biasing the town halls in such a way as to generate supposed public support for the point of view they hold dear. They want to be able to say, look, Canadians are behind us. Don't let the government get away with this. We need your input at the September 7th Climate Change Town Hall at the Darcy McGee High School Auditorium at 925 Boulevard de Plateau in Gatineau starting at 7 p.m. The future of Canada is at stake. This message is brought to you by ClimateScienceInternational.org. Well, if you got nothing to say, then don't call in. That's a simple solution, and I guess that's what's happening tonight. I don't mind. I, you know, I love hearing from you, but if you got nothing to say, don't call in. I'm looking for passionate callers. The apathetic need not apply. The apathetic are the people that keep the bozos in power here in Canada, okay? In fact, we're coming after you. We're trying to reduce your numbers. So I'm doing all I can to maybe ignite some passion here tonight. Whatever's on your mind, 343-700-4390, 343-700-4390, and 1-844-562-4766. So I, I'm kind of having a dialogue with my emailers tonight. Dave has emailed me back. There's no limit to emails, by the way. I mean, I'm the filter. I decide whether they get on or not. But if they're good, you know, you know I think my record from one emailer, I think I, I read four one night. But anyway... 
Hi, John. Thanks for your answer to the CFRA question. I have some wacky friends, relatives that listen to the CBC. Guess how every single one of them votes. Every single one, without exception, votes Liberal, Green, or NDP. Soon as I observe them listening to that junk, I tell them how they vote. Often it annoys them, which which greatly delights me. (laughs) Thanks for your great show. You know what, Dave? I think you're making a difference. At least you're prodding the big dinosaur there, you know? Inflicting some opinion. So good on you, Dave. Boy, I wish I had a prize for best email. You'd get it tonight. And from uh, Francis. John, I agree that the CBC is the lead spender of the public media. Well, by far and away. My question is this, and I can't answer this, but I'm going to throw it out there. My question is, am I the only one that thinks that the Tragically Hip concert last Saturday's sound quality was below par? I've heard of public I've heard of public concerts that sounded way better. Example, uh, Led Zeppelin, The Eagles, The Police. Well, you've got more experience than me, Francis, because I've never... I don't remember a free concert being broadcast by Led Zeppelin, the Eagles, or the police. I mean, the best concert I've ever saw, uh, like uh, from a, 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 a broadcast perspective, um, about a few years ago, my daughter bought me the whole Blu-ray CD package of uh, Led Zeppelin's last concert at the O2 Auditorium in uh in london england and i think it was uh 07 december of 07 so that's getting on to nine years ago now and it, oh unbelievable unbelievable and i didn't watch it until i could have some friends over and i got a i got a i got a real kick in stereo system you know like if it doesn't make your ears bleed you know it's a lousy stereo system and uh so i got these like big tower speakers and they're on either side of my of my uh, uh big screen tv and my big screen tv isn't that big i've been in homes that have got way bigger ones I'm, we've had ours now for oh eight nine years and it's i think it's 37 36 inches it's big enough for me i don't need a bigger one than that but um, the loudest that stereo I've ever had it up was was to watch that full concert with Led Zeppelin, and oh my goodness, it was oh off the charts. And I know that you know, uh, like uh, uh, with digital cable and with HD quality, you know they can produce sound that is identical. So I don't have a frame of reference, Francis. I can't tell you. I I told you I got invited to a party where, you know, they were watching the hip concert. But I'm not a big hip fan, so I kind of, I should have went, I know. But my wife wasn't with me, and I don't like going to parties without my wife, you know, because I kind of feel like a, like a, kind of a dweeb, you know. She puts wind in my sails. What can I say? So I I don't know. He's asked, you know, did the, was the sound quality of the Tragically Hip concert on Saturday, was it subpar? Was it... Was it unacceptable? I don't know. So if anybody else wants to comment on that, Francis is on the edge of his seat. He wants to know. Is it, it, maybe he's, his hearing's going. And he wants to know his hearing is okay. He wants somebody to call and say, yeah, that was a lousy sound, man. I mean, went saw, and saw Iron Butterfly in San Francisco, man. It's, sounds way better back then. Well, back then you probably had better hearing, you know. Years of concerts, you know. Does damage to your hearing. Just a thought. I don't know. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Maureen's emailing me. That's all emails tonight. I can't believe this. They aren't leaders at all. They aren't unaware of the evil in our nation. They are fully aware, but it's easier to keep their head in the sand. They are spineless cowards, and at the risk of our personal security, they say nothing. SpongeBob Trudeau would rather be tiptoeing through the tulips 
and taking selfies while he's doing it, too. Oh, those tulips look nice. Come on, come on and get in this picture right now. Oh, you've got an iPad? Oh, that's whatever. That, you fit more of us in the picture. Come on. Hey, come on over here taking a selfie in front of the tulips. Let's go. Oh, we just love this prime minister. He's the best. I digress. 343-700-4390. This was on the front page of the Citizen today. And I just rolled my eyes. I thought, come on. Stephen Harper and Jason Kenny's pensions are in the millions. Oh, that, all oh, those conservatives, they're just, they're control freaks. They're just, just ripping us off again. Even though we got, finally got rid of them, they're, oh, I just can't stand that Stephen Harper. I mean, that's the impression you're going to get by looking at the headline, right? Harper and Kenny pensions, because they're both quitting politics. They're getting out, and they're going to cash in their pensions. So before you go thinking that, you know, they, you know, know they're riding off in the sunset and taking taxpayers' dollars, hey, Ottawa citizen, how much do you think, you know, Chan's pension was? John Turner's, Don Boudria's, Sheila Copps, Brian Tobin. Because I can tell you right now, their pensions were way higher than Stephen Harper and Jason Kenney's. Because the article talks about how Harper, when he was in, he reduced the pensions of MPs. But the headline says, oh, it's going to cost millions for their pensions. Let me read you the small print that didn't grab the headlines here. Harper could be forfeiting potentially $1 million to $2 million in additional pay after drastically cutting the benefits from the separate Prime Minister's pension plans in 2012. Part of a series of conservative pension reforms that also forced MPs to triple their contributions and increase the retirement age. No, no, you couldn't have had the headline read, Harper's pension, a fraction of his liberal predecessors due to conscientious fiscal management. No, you couldn't have that headline, could you? Let me give you that headline again, because that's the real story here. Harper's pension, a fraction of his liberal predecessors due to conscientious fiscal management. Fiscal management that requires more intelligence than somebody saying the economy will take care of itself. No, we couldn't have that headline because that wouldn't promote post-media's pro-Trudeau liberal bias. That wouldn't be protecting Justin and his liberal thieves. So we got, even though, you know, we put in the story that Harper reduced pensions for prime ministers and MPs, the headline reads, Harper and Kenny's pensions are going to cost millions. I mean, the sleaze that goes on in Canadian media, I want to puke. The total PM pension that Harper is scheduled to receive will be significantly less because of reforms passed in 2012 by the former Conservative government that sliced the additional pension entitlements paid to prime ministers who serve four years or more in office. The Taxpayers Federation believes Harper could lose out on potentially $2 million bucks by having cut back the prime minister's pension benefits. So why is the headline, Harper-Kenny pensions in the millions? 
You know why? Because media is a cesspool of sleaze. That's why. Okay? Simple answer. Sleazy, slimy, deceptive twerps. Nobody holds them accountable. Nobody nobody questions. Nobody says, hey, you're full of crap because here's the other side. I mean, they even printed the other side this time. A lot smaller. I'm looking at the size of the print. Yeah, it's about one-tenth the size is the headline print. Man, I hate deception. I hate hypocrisy. Oh, John, you're judgmental. Read your Bible. The Bible says, you know, if you want to love God, hate evil. That's blatant evil. It really is. It's deceptive, it's misleading, and it serves the agenda of the radical left wing that is basically in control of media. It's good to be online. Man. And you must like it because we're getting killer numbers tonight and nobody wants to stop me. Somebody stop me. Uh, Call screener Mike will be calling in. He usually contributes, you know. It takes him about an hour and a half to get his thoughts together, though. But I don't care. Because every time he calls in, it's good stuff. Maybe we'll hear from him in the last half hour. I don't know. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. He's listening right now because he has to because he's got to screen your calls. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six. We have updated the information interlude. If you haven't heard it yet, well then you just stay right where you are. You're not taking a break. You're not going to the fridge. You don't even have time to go to the bathroom unless you get your iPhone and you're, it's portable. I'll come to the bathroom with you then. Oh, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Stay with us. It's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old is a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, unleashed, anything but bland, politically incorrect, and proud of it. Hey, most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said. What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. 
Don't forget we're on TuneIn.com. Have you got the app for your iPhone yet? It's so easy to use. I listen to online programs in my car on Bluetooth with it all the time. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays, Ask the Pastor on Wednesday, and Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change. In the fall, we're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet, but oh my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 743-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. So are you ready to shift gears with me here? You've been uh, pounding the political and pounding the media tonight and that kind of thing. And Now, we have not had one call tonight, okay? And I am asking for a specific caller right now, two or three. And I know there's a ton of you listening, okay? Please. Please, right now, if you have seen the new Ben-Hur movie, could you please call in right now? 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. 343-700-4390, even if you've never called into a talk radio show before. Don't worry, you don't have to be, you know, like uh, eloquent and, uh, you know, you don't have to be a super great talker. I have some questions about you that about the movie that if you've seen it, you'll have no problem answering. Okay, if you have seen the new Ben Hur movie, I want you to call in right now, please, please. Okay, it's specific now. I mean, it's still open line, open topic. If you want to call in and talk about something else, that's great. Go for it. Okay, because that that's always there for you. But right now, I. I if anybody is, it just came out, I think, Friday, okay? And if you have seen the new Ben-Hur movie, the remake, Morgan Freeman's in it, uh, 
you know, some other big stars. I mean, I don't know who's big in Hollywood anymore. Hollywood bores me to tears. Well, what Hollywood produces bores me to tears, except, you know, what Disney produces, because my son works for them, and I still think they're putting out some pretty good stuff, you know? Anyway, um, but that's, you know, personal bias. Um, please, I want to hear from you. 343-700-4390 or one 866 if you've seen the new Ben-Hur movie. I want to I wanna ask you some questions, okay? Article in The Sun today. That, that that they highlighted Steve Tilley, their uh, um, um, one of their entertainment reporters, did an article on the worst remakes. Now, whenever whenever you know you're talking entertainment of any kind, and the word worst comes up, you always get my attention. Always, always. I just have this morbid fascination with really bad flicks, and really bad tunes, and really bad TV shows. If you miss Freebie Fridays, we played the worst songs of all time. Now, we didn't play them in their entirety because I didn't want to tick people off and have people burn in the studio down here, okay? We only played like a minute each, and and people called in and they had to guess who the artist was because some of these tunes were so bad. Thank God these artists never made another tune. Like the Starland Vocal Band and Afternoon Delight. Oh, gag me with a jackhammer. One of the worst dudes of all time. But Paul Anka, you know, Paul Anka had some pretty fun tunes, you know, especially when he was a, when he was a young kid, you know, when he was a teen idol in the 50s. But I don't care how good his stuff was, boy. It all went to pot because he came out with having my baby. Oh, what a, what an, what, what an, a, abomination that song was and you know they all got played friday night you missed a real fun show by the way and 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 i like uh, you've heard me talk sometimes about mystery science theater 3000 mystery science theater 3000 was a huge uh, uh success in the 90s it was carried only by independent cable stations across north america most canadians never saw mystery science theater 3000 I was exposed to it because I, I would travel to, you know, Minnesota often, you know, on, with church events when I uh, lived in Brandon, Manitoba. And I had friends that had satellite dishes, and I found out about Mystery Science Theater 3000. And the shtick of Mystery Science Theater 3000 was that they would, they would find the worst sci-fi movies, and you see the silhouettes of the hosts of the show sit in the bottom right-hand corner, and they were making all these rude remarks, and they would make fun of the movies while the movie was playing. It's hilarious stuff. Really, really funny. And some of the, you can't imagine how, uh, there are movies out there that are just so bad, they're actually good. They're funny. They, they're so bad that they're funny. And uh, so I was attracted to this, uh, um, to this article, the worst remakes of all time. And I have not seen Ben-Hur, um, but what concerns me about Ben-Hur, the new movie, and most people forget, like, I don't know, not everybody has seen the original Ben-Hur, which came out in 1959. You need to, if you've never seen that movie, you need to be reminded that Ben-Hur from 1959 that starred Charlton Heston won more Oscars than any movie up until that time. And it held the record, in fact, the record still has not been broken. It's only been tied by the Titanic in the early 90s. And then uh, one of the Lord of the Rings movies scored 11 Oscars. But what makes the original Ben-Hur movie so much more significant and so much more, I would say, 
excellent in its quality is that the number of Oscars available in 1959 were about half what they are now. So, and I don't know what the exact figures are, but of a possible, oh, let's say maybe 30 Oscars in in 1959, Ben-Hur won 11 of them. Well, when the Titanic came along and won 11 Oscars in the early 90s, there would have been about 50 Oscars available. And there's even more now with the, you know, the, the, the Lord of the Rings movie that captured 11 Oscars. So you got three movies that have all tied with 11 Oscars. So for a, a movie that was made in 1959 to pull that off, that's, that's incredible. So now we've got a new Ben-Hur movie. Well, how do you improve... If you go by the number of Oscar counts and the number of Oscars that were available in 1959, you could argue a pretty good case that Ben-Hur is the greatest movie that has ever been made. Now, just about every critic's list from Billboard to Entertainment Today to Variety Magazine, at the, you know, in, in, uh, uh, the end of 1999, they selected Citizen Kane. You know, all these top 100 movies of all t- of the 20th century, okay, which is the only century where we had motion pictures, okay? So they selected si- most lists at the top of the list was Citizen Kane. Ben-Hur was up there. Ben-Hur was in the top 10 of just about every list. But when you go with, you know, the number of Oscars at one, there's a pretty strong argument to be made that Ben-Hur is the best movie. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out, you know, for conversation's sake. I'm certainly not a movie critic. But I think there's a pretty star- strong argument that, argument that could be made that Ben-Hur is the greatest movie I've ever t- that was ever been made. So why would you want to remake it? How could you possibly improve? There's no way that a remake of Ben-Hur is ever going to live up to the original, ever. I mean, it might be a novelty, and I really want to see it, okay? I, that's one movie I want to see. But then there's a side of me that doesn't want to see it because... You know, I'm going to be comparing it to Ben-Hur and like, my goodness, Ben-Hur's as old as I am. It came out the year I was born. It's 56 years old. 57 in October. And, and I'm sure that any remake of arguably the greatest movie ever made is going to be a letdown. There's no way, you know, that, that you can uh, live up to that type of hype. You can't improve on it. I got to hand it to the guys, you know, that decided, hey, let's remake Ben-Hur. That takes a lot of cojones, man. That's pretty brave. Take on one of the greatest movies, if not the greatest movie ever made. Oh, yeah, we're going to re- we're gonna update it. We're going to remake it. Wow, that takes guts. It does. So Steve Tilley had some fun with the worst of the worst. Ben-Hur might have crashed and burned with moviegoers. And apparently didn't do that very well at the box office the opening weekend. Suicide Squad, I think, came out at the same time. And, you know, people don't, uh, people don't like excellence. They want sleaze. They want sex. They want gratuitous violence. They want anarchy. They want filth and garbage. That makes a ton of money, okay? So the, I, I, was, I knew Suicide Squad was going to do well because it's, you know, you could see just from the trailers. As soon as I saw that, nah, I'm going to pass on that one, you know? I don't know why I saw Deadpool. You know, I'm, oh, gee, what a, oh, that's one movie I'm sorry I saw. But Steve Tilly picks out his uh, five worst remakes. The Pink Panther. Remember that? Peter Sellers, of course, was the original. And Steve Martin took on the air, you know, the, the role of Inspector Clouseau. Terrible. Just, oh, why, you know? The Bad News Bears. I remember the, the original Bad News Bears with Tatum O'Neill 
and Walter Matthau. I remember, I think that was the first movie I ever took a girl to see. I would have been 15 or 16 years old, 76 or 77, when the original came out. And uh, I think Billy Bob Thornton or somebody, they remade it in 2005. And it was just, I mean, it, it bombed at the box office. You don't, I'll bet you didn't even know they remade that movie. That's how badly it did. And I remember, uh, um, you remember the original Arthur with Dudley Moore? Apparently they remade that and Russell Brand had the lead role. And that was, you know, pathetic. Clash of the Titans. I remember the original in 1980 or 81 or 79. They remade that and it didn't do too well. Psycho was remade. That never, it didn't do too well. Now, the Fantastic Four, the original, the movie that came out, what, that would be about 10, 12, 13 years? It wasn't bad. It wasn't a blockbuster. It wasn't great, you know? It wasn't like The Avengers, but it wasn't a bad movie. Then they decided to remake it, and apparently I, I've stayed away from seeing the, the new uh, Fantastic Four because it's a, they say it's garbage. It's horrible. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to, I'm all for, you know, uh, different ethnic groups being represented. You know, that's a good thing. I don't mind that at all. But the Human Torch was never black, okay? Ghostbusters remade. Now, apparently everything I'm reading is it's bombing at the box office. Well, it's not bombing. It's just it's not getting anywhere near, you know, the money it needs to make to turn a profit. And it's just, oh, they're, they're really dissing it online as well. Most of, the, most of the dissing that's going on is very sexist, though, and people are attacking it because it's an all-female cast. But I, I hear it's really, really a bad movie. But then again, you know. Ghostbusters, the original, that one of the biggest box office comedies ever. Why would you want to remake it? You know, what was wrong with the first one? There's another new Spider-Man coming out. I think this fall or next spring. This will be the third remake in the last 23 years. In 23 years, this will be the third remake of Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire was the first. And then they redid it again with, I don't know who the guy's name was, and I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. But that's not good enough. they got to remake it again. Weird. Don't get that. Don't understand it at all. I'm still waiting for somebody who's seen the new Ben-Hur. If you've seen the new Ben-Hur, please call in. I know it didn't do well, do too well at the box office, but I know there's a lot of people of faith that listen to Late Night Council, and, you know, you've got a natural bend to see Ben-Hur. I figure I'd take a chance. Well, somebody's bound to have seen it. You only got one segment to call in. We're almost out of time here. Man, this show goes by fast. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. I got an email earlier today about ghosts. And what does the Bible say about ghosts? Apparently, and I won't read the email tomorrow night, but... uh, these people have been seeing some apparitions and some weird things happen in their home and and it's prompted them to you know to email hey what do you think about this so we're definitely going to be talking about a biblical perspective on the occult and on ghosts tomorrow night and david harris a week from tonight from insignis research oh man i love it when he comes on he is so good gonna raise the bar of the show again we're right back after these incredibly necessary messages. Take take care. Stay with us.
Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. EMM Group is the authorized Integraspec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete forms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made Integraspec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at Integraspec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist, 613-835-2600. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three. I'm really hoping for somebody that's seen Ben Hur to call in. Please call in. Three four three. You know, I'll be okay. I'll survive if you don't. But you know, if you've seen the movie, come on. I got. I got. I want to ask you some questions. Okay. I got a choir here waiting to you know sing hallelujah. If you've never called the show before, three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. I was horribly disappointed last night. Really disappointed. Because I went to a funeral and one of our four and there's only four of them. One of our four late night council legends was there. And this late night council legend has not called the show yet. Okay, since we've gone online. And this late night council legend informed me that they're all set up with their computer and they've been listening to the show and they are going to call in. And this person let me know that they were going to call in last night and they never did. I drove home on my motorcycle. Well, I was going to say heartbroken, but, you know, if you're driving a Harley, you're never heartbroken, man. I mean, you just get on that thing and you go, oh, baby, you know. So it did help that I went home on the motorcycle, but I got disappointed. But if you're listening, I won't put the name out there because I don't want to embarrass anybody. There's only four of them. And those of you that are hardcore fans that, you know, been following this show for years, you know, do the math, okay? It's one of four. And I won't let up the cat out of the bag who it is, but uh, I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for that, you know, for the four late-night council legends to join us. Maybe we should call them the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That kind of fits, doesn't it, you know? Be more appropriate than John Paul George and Ringo because that they're not even their names and 
You know, I don't think, let me see, I'm looking. Yeah, one of the late night council legends would definitely be a Beatles fan. The other three could probably, you know, take them or leave them. But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, hoping we're still going to get that call. Uh, uh, call screener Mike has emailed me. Sometimes he phones and contributes, and sometimes he emails. And, and any way he contributes to the show, it's always good. And uh, here's his email. Canada is still part of the free world? I guess if we don't bump into the government regulations, walls, or other obstacles, it could feel like that. Our masters never seem to impede themselves, however, which is probably why they are the only ones enjoying the so-called freedom I hear so much about. Good insight as usual, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I still can't get over that line that Ant, Anthony Fury used. And, and, you know, and if you're just joining us, um, I, I made a big thing about uh, his article that's... Uh, in uh, it's online. You can check it out. Okay, if you go to Sun and or you just type in Anthony Fury, it's in, it's today's uh, uh, Sun, and uh, he did a whole article talking about how uh, uh, Canadians now spend over half of their income, about half of their income, on taxes, and um, we spend more on taxes than we do on uh, the necessities of life: food, clothing, and shelter. Does that not shake you up? Does that not bug you? Does that not make you go, what in the world happened to my country? When we spend more on taxes than we do on the basic necessities of life. And of course, we quoted all the stats earlier in the program. And and the line I'm struck with is the line that he closed the article with. Does the government work for us or do we work for the government? I think it's pretty obvious. And we've allowed it to happen. We have. Especially here in Ontario. Oh, my goodness. Since 1961, food, the cost of food has increased 645%. Shouldn't surprise you. Everything's going up, right? The cost of clothing has gone up 746%. The cost of shelter, homes, mortgage payments, rents, has gone up 1,425%. And taxes since 1961 in Canada have gone up 1,939%. In the 60s, the average family shelled out 1675 bucks in taxes. And twelve hundred and fifty nine bucks for food. Today, our annual food costs nine thousand three hundred and seventy four bucks. But the tax portion, the average Canadian family is paying thirty four thousand one hundred and fifty four bucks in taxes. Let me give you those stats again. In the 60s, 1675 for taxes, 1259 for food. So food was only three quarters of what taxes were in the 60s. Today, the average Canadian family spends $9,374 on food and 34,154 on taxes. So taxes used to be just, you know, maybe 
33% more than food. Today, taxes are over 300% more than food. And, and, and we've allowed it to happen. We do not hold our politicians accountable. When a perpetual teenager wingnut says that the economy will take care of himself, do we slap him upside of the head and say, you know, go get a job, you know, giving carts to people at Walmart? Because that's about as much intelligence you've got. That's what you probably should be doing for a living or shining shoes. Not in this country. We give him the most powerful political position in the nation. How whacked is that? This guy's never done anything more than teach a drama class, and we make him prime minister. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's got a last name, doesn't he? Okay? If he didn't have the last name, you wouldn't have given him the time of day. Okay? He'd be modeling on the cover of some men's magazine if he didn't have the last name. But because he's got a last name and because we've got, you know, millions of fruitcake left-wing wackos that wouldn't know good policy if it slapped them up the side of the head. They wouldn't know morality if it slapped them up the side of the head. They wouldn't know what a good leader was. Abraham Lincoln couldn't get elected dog catcher in Canada. Winston Churchill? Oh, my goodness. They'd find something wrong with him. And we're trying to correct the problem on late night council. We're about out of time. You know, even if you called in right now, you probably wouldn't have time to get your two cents in anyway. And, you're, you, you know, your, your opinion's worth a lot more than two cents. I'll give it that, okay? And I don't mind hearing it. But, you know, I, I and it's really weird. This has been one of the weirdest shows we've ever had tonight. Because our numbers are as, this is probably the, and I can't remember specifically the numbers, but I'm looking at probably the fourth or the fifth most listened to show we've done in four months tonight. And you guys would rather hear me than, you know, call in and hear your phone calls. And if I'm interpreting the data properly, I'm very humbled by that and very flattered by that. But I'm expressing a personal opinion. You know, I love to hear people's opinions. I love to hear dialogue back and forth. I love it when people hold me to account and, you know, call in and tell me I'm full of crap. And then, you know, I can, you know, defend it instead of just monologue, you know. But I guess tonight wasn't the night for it. You wanted to listen to just me, and that's okay if that's the way you want to do it. I'm not, uh, that's the way you do it. You get your talk radio for nothing and your opinions for free to steal a popular line from a tune have yourself a delightful evening thanks for sharing it with me sass the pastor tomorrow night we're going to be talking about ghosts and all kinds of other really really super important things have a good night